Hello, this is David Sangster, lead pastor at New Life Church. Thank you for joining us today for our podcast. It's our goal to help you grow in your faith and discover all that God has for you. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and inspired. Enjoy the message. So today we're going to start a new series. And uh, I'm very excited about this series. I think it's going to be important for us. And it's going to be one of those series that you're going to enjoy because it's just going to be, you're going to learn some stuff, but we're all just going to chill out. You all just need to take a, a chill, and we're going to do that. All right. So the big idea of this whole series is this. It's a four-week series, and exam, it's going to examine Psalms 23. In a world filled with ever-changing and increasingly troubling headlines, the hope of God's comfort and sustaining care is a bomb for our weary souls. Can anybody say amen to weary soul? I feel that sometimes. I, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm the only one. The believer can rest in the gentle care of their good shepherd, the one who walks with them and provides for them, mind, body, and soul, in the present and in the days to come. The title of today's message in this series is My Shepherd? Question mark. Write that down. Capital M, capital Y, shepherd, question mark. And you'll understand it as we go through. The big idea for this particular message is this. Knowing God and re, uh, relying on him gives the believer strength and confidence to face each day. So let's turn to Psalm 23. And we're going to read it. Psalm 23, it's you know, basically in the crack your Bible right in the middle. Most of you probably know this by heart. Many of you do. I probably will stumble over this because I memorized it in King James, and this is ESV, so we'll see how it goes. Just let the comfort of this passage wash over you as we read it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Ah. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, I pray that you would help us to understand a little bit more about this text that is so familiar. Lord, I pray that familiarity would not breed contempt or a lack of knowledge in this text. Lord, help us to glean some powerful things from your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 23 was written by David, King David. Yes, he was a king, 
but he remembered his being a shepherd. Now, shepherd has a, a very unique job, and it's actually very similar, believe it or not, to the role of a king when done properly. So David had a little on-the-job training, even when he was out in the fields. You know that God doesn't waste any of your time? He can use everything. Well, I was going to be a king. Why did I spend so many, time, so many years out in the fields with sheep? Because there's, there's good lessons there. In the psalm, he recounts the Lord's goodness, faithfulness, kindness to him throughout his days. So let's just talk about, we're going we're gonna to dissect literally like the first few words of this whole passage. The Lord is my shepherd. Stop. The Lord is my shepherd. Who is this Lord that we are willing to allow him to shepherd us? What it means a shepherd is to guide, to direct, to to um, pr- provide. Well, we better figure out if this Lord that we're talking about is, is, is worthy of that. So who are we referring to as the Lord to be our shepherd? What are his credentials? Well, we believe in a triune God. Three, uh, one God, three parts, and we go like this. God the Father is God the author. Originator of all that exists. It was in his mind first before it took shape. That's the Father. God the Son, our Savior, is God the artisan. The artist, the creator of all that exists. He brought into being all that had been originally formulated in the Father's mind. And then God the Holy Spirit is God the the agent who presents these facts to both our minds and my spiritual understanding so that they become both real and relative to me as an individual. Okay, so we have the the author, the artist, and the revealer, the the applier. Now, let me see. If, um, If you had problems with your car, okay, you had problems with your car, wouldn't you like somebody to work on that car who knew how that car was built originally? Okay. So, another analogy. Would you put your dishes in the washing machine? Well, they both wash. They both use soap. Right? They both do their thing. Some of the guys are like, yeah, well, so yeah. Sounds good to me. Lady's like, no! Would you put your dishes, would you put your clothes in the dishwasher? No, there, there's specific purposes. for You wouldn't, uh, you know, call up the, the uh, Maytag guy and say, hey, listen, my, I, I need a, um, a new washing machine and it's under warranty. And like, well, how, what happened? Well, I put all my dishes in it and it broke. I think you probably void the warranty on that. Because it's not used the way the author, the the designer, the maker intended it to be used for. When you do things according to what the author, the creator, things work properly. 
So when we put ourselves underneath the Lord's shepherding, we know that we are in a zone that will work. Okay? This is the Lord. He's the author. He's the, the artisan that created all that we see, that made it, makes it function. And then he's also the one, the Holy Spirit, who reveals it so that it's not just theoretical or intellectual, but it is actually applicable to our daily lives. Okay? So this, this is the Lord. Um, w. Philip Keller, author of the A Shepherd's Look at Psalms 23, put it into perspective when he writes this. To meditate on this, I frequently go out at night to walk alone under the stars and remind myself of his majesty and might. Looking up at the star-studded sky, I remember that at least 250 million, times 250 million such bodies, each larger than our own sun, one of the smallest of the stars, have been scattered across the vast spaces of the universe by his design. I recall that the planet Earth, which is my temporary home for a, uh, for a few short years, is so minute a speck of matter in space that if I were, if it were possible to transport our most powerful telescope to our nearest neighbor star, Alpha Centaurian, and look back this way, the earth could not even be seen. Even with the aid of that powerful instrument, all of this is a bit humbling. That is the God we serve. That he, is, he is the Lord. Hayden Robinson, author of the book, Trusting the Shepherd, Insights from the Psalms 23, says this, probably the most important single word in this psalm is the little word, my. My. You can't know that the Lord, uh, you can know the Lord is, is the shepherd. You can know he's the shepherd. The only one in the universe who can fully meet your needs it is only when you have come to the place where you receive him as my shepherd where the rest of Psalms 23 starts to activate in your life. Well, I believe in God. I believe that even some people will say, I even believe there is a God or something. When he becomes my Lord, is when these principles of Psalm 23 start activating. So many people will recite this psalm out of rote, and they cannot claim the promises in this psalm because they have not made the Lord their Lord. We use this psalm all the time. We use it in funerals. We use it. I mean, uh, it was in a movie. I don't, uh, Clint Eastwood made a movie a while back called The Pale Rider, and it starts out with this. A uh, little girl who's reciting this, she's holding a, a puppy that was dead. And because some, you know, marauding cowboys came into the, it's just crazy. Anyway, but, but she was, she's reciting this poem, the, the, the Psalm 23. And, she, and she, she made some edits to it. 
So I'm going to read it the way she read it. And I think this is apropos because I think we do this a lot. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But I do want. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. But they killed my puppy. Or you might say it, but I still don't have everything I want. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But I am afraid. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But I need a miracle. They... Thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, if you exist. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But I'd like to get more out of this life first. That's how we recite this. We recite it as a hope, not as a truth. And until it becomes the truth for us, we cannot claim these these passages. If, if the Lord is not your Lord, then you have no business reciting the passage. Because he, the whole thing breaks down if he's not your shepherd. If you're living outside of his flock, then the whole thing breaks down. But when you accept him as your Lord, then you are a part of his flock. Therefore, the promises of being uh, shepherded by the Lord are now yours to have. Make no mistake that David knew what he uh, that David knew while it was what it was like to be a shepherd. Okay, sheep, sheep have a reputation for being dumb. Sheep have a reputation of being dumb, and I'm going to prove to you that humans are very much like sheep. We are a little bit like sheep in many ways. We, we could use a little help. Left to our own devices, whoa. Sometimes we need to consult the user's manual. Am I right? Left to our own devices, we can make some pretty bad decisions. Like sheep, we need someone, something outside of ourselves to help guide us. On the flip side, Now, sheep get a bad rep. They are very dumb. But in a recent study, they have shown that sheep are actually surprisingly intelligent. um, They have impressive memory and uh, relational skills. They build friendships. Can you believe sheep build friendships? stick up for one another in a fight. And they get sad when their buddies are led to you know where. They actually, they actually get sad. They get, they get, you, I can't picture a depressed sheep. Like, what, is, <laughs> what does a depressed sheep look like? I don't know. But. Now, this all seems to track with humanity as well, don't we? We're, 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 we're keen, clever resourceful, and relational. Humans, we can, do, we can do that. And we are definitely in need of direction, sometimes incapable of making good choices. We can do many things on our own, but not much. 
we can get, we can get through, but we are also helpless to overcome sin, to find sustained hope and joy, or to gain eternal life apart from our shepherd's intervention. The choice for the believer is whether or not they are willing to become the shepherd's sheep. That's, that's, that's really the ultimate choice. Are we willing to put ourselves in submission to the shepherd? Knowing what we know about our inadequacies, our tendencies towards self-destruction, we'll get into some of those funny things that sheep do that shepherds have to take care of in the next few weeks. Sheep can get themselves into some pickles. And if it weren't for a shepherd, they would be like a wolf buffet. But putting yourselves underneath the shepherd's care takes one key element. Humility. Humility. It's saying, yes, I recognize that I am not God. I am not the shepherd. I am the sheep in this arrangement. When, fa when faced with the choice to lay aside our self-reliance and independence, we would do well to understand that we find freedom in doing so. I say, wait a minute, hold on. To humble myself and put myself underneath God's protection brings freedom? Well, yeah. Because what is freedom? We often think freedom is this concept to do whatever we want. It's not. Freedom is not the the concept to do anything we want. That's not free. Freedom is the responsibility we have to live in such a way that allows not only ourselves to live free, but other people to live free. You can live a crazy life and still be in bondage to that crazy life. That's not freedom. Think about it this way. When the sheep know that they are under the care of the shepherd, they probably have boundaries. Well, boundaries, that's, that's, that's keeping me from my freedom. No. It's actually allowing you a space that's safe for you to live in freedom. You're now free from worry. You're now free from the care of being the shepherd of your own life. You can enjoy the life that God has given you knowing that he's got those boundaries taken care of because outside those boundaries are things that want to kill you. So feel free. Go rogue. See how restful and peaceful it is living as your own shepherd when the boundaries aren't properly set. Think about that for a second. There's liberty in there. 1 Peter chapter 5 says this, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 
Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's an agricultural sheep-type analogy. Remember David? When he got to uh, the battle, and he's standing in front of Saul, and he's like, I'll go kill that giant. I'll go kill him. I don't know what your problem is. It's just a giant. And Saul's like, no, 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 no. You are just a shepherd. Oh, yeah? Well, I had sheep, and a lion came to take my sheep, came into my home, my home, my pasture, my boundaries to take one of my sheep, and I killed that lion. This giant's coming into your pasture, coming into your sheep, Saul. You should be out there killing that giant. When a bear came into my pasture, took that bear by the face and I killed it. My coach used to say, especially with the rivals, you know, I used to play basketball with the rivals who come to our, our, our gym to play. It's like, they're coming into your house. This is your house. Coming to your living room. How are you going to treat that? Win, coach! Raw! Because that's what we do when people come into our house? People probably don't come to your house very often, but that's what you do when they come into your house. You're in my house now, sucker! Have some food. Yeah. Uh, why, why is that a good analogy? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> coaches, they take anything they can to rile up their family. But... David's like, you can't come into my, my space and you can't harass my sheep. They're under my protection. And then they're under my protection. They have no cares. They can live free. Because when the food runs out in this pasture, guess what? They're going to follow their shepherd to the next one. Because they're they're his sheep. He's my, my shepherd. Not just the shepherd, a shepherd on the fields. My shepherd. My shepherd destroys the prowling lions. Ooh. We're going to preach now. Here we go. Seeking who may devour. Resist him firm in your faith. In faith in who? Faith in faith? No. Faith in the shepherd. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brothers throughout the world. The, the enemy is always at the heels of, of, of the Christian. Tell, I'm telling you that. Because he's a predator and we're sheep. And after you have gone through this while, suffered a while, the God of all grace, the good shepherd, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, talk about shepherds here, restore, comfort, strengthen, and establish you. Anybody ever want to feel restored? I don't know. Sometimes I want to feel like anybody. Anybody ever need to be comforted? I kind of feel that way. How many people need a little strength? How many people here have felt themselves being tripped up by life and they need to be 
firmly established. Well, when he is my shepherd, I can rely on him to provide those things for me. Those, but if he's not my shepherd, I have no business holding him to those promises. You have to decide if you're going to make him your shepherd. I'm getting ahead of myself here on the sermon series, but the, the, the rod and the staff, that, he said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We'll get to that. Because there's some sheep who like to go rogue. We'll just say that. We will allow ourselves to give up control and follow the wisdom of the good and caring shepherd who can meet our every need. Can we truly say, the Lord is my shepherd? We don't always know what life will include when we submit ourselves to his authority. When Samuel showed up at David's door when he was just a kid, ruddy and handsome, David didn't have any clue that he would kill a giant at that point. Did he even know they would be, uh, have to run from Saul, wanted, who, who wanted to kill him? Did he know that he would fail miserably yet be restored? Did he know that he would lose children to death and to rebellion? Of course he didn't. We can never know what the future holds. The only thing we can know is a shepherd who knows the future. I'll say it again. We can never know what the future holds. The only thing that we can know for sure is the shepherd who knows the future. You see, sheep are short. Sheep are short. They're about the height of nice tall grass. That's all they have to concern themselves with. Grass, 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 grass. Sheep, grass, grass. You know, that's, that's their existence. The shepherd stands tall. I had, there's, there's one uh, piece of art out there that was a, there's so many pieces of art about the good shepherd, right? Have you seen, you know, the one with the, the, the lamb on his, and his shoulders? I love the, <laughs> one person brought uh, a sermon that said that the reason the lamb was on the shoulders is because the, uh, the shepherd broke his leg so that he wouldn't wander away. Well, I researched that and they said that is the dumbest analogy ever. A shepherd would never break a sheep's leg. That's like making him mutton. <laughs> that would not be something that would be done. And he's like, that's a bad analogy. Don't use that analogy. But the whole point of him being on the sh shoulders is a great one. Because what happens? When the sheep is injured, the shepherd will carry him. He's not going to just leave him. Um, but there's so many different uh, pieces of art. One of the ones I love so much is this piece of art where there's a bunch of sheep in the, in, the, in the pasture, yet there's this big, like, commanding boulder over the pasture, and the shepherd's just standing up on top of it, just chilling, looking out for his sheep. 
His perspective is higher than the sheep. He can see things that we can't see. And we have to learn to trust that he's got it. Because when we're down here in the weeds, munching away, we can't see all the enemies around us. We, can't see, we, have, no, we have zero perspective except what's right in front of us. Food, 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 sheep. Attractive sheep. Food, 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 you know. That's all we could could see. But the shepherd stands high above the pasture, overlooking his flock. And he knows. It's interesting. He knows each sheep. A good shepherd, this is not metaphorical, this is actual. A good shepherd knows each sheep by their spots and their stuff. Even, Even interestingly enough, Shepherds will know their sheep by their personalities. Oh, there goes George again. Throw that rod. You know. I'm, and that's actually what happens. It's funny. They know, they know which sheeps like to wander. They know sheeps. Did I just say sheeps? Moosin. Foxin. No. Uh, I'm not so good with the plurals, apparently. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, uh, but they know their sheep. They know their characteristics. They know their wandering tendencies. There are certain sheep that like to test the fences. I'm telling you, it's, it's, we, are, we are so like sheep, aren't we? Man, the Bible actually knew what he was talking about. Big surprise, you know. Um, but we're so, a lot of, there's certain sheep, they're like, they like to test the fences, see if there's a way they can get out. how it is I'm totally off my notes now even though David didn't know was coming because he didn't have that high perspective he knew in all of that he was under the care of his shepherd David remained an imperfect pillar of faith and a man after God's own heart and I've always, I always take a second to, to, to qualify that statement. We always think David's a man after God's heart. Didn't he kill somebody? Have somebody killed? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was absolutely an imperfect pillar. The concept, he's not like, he's not like God. It means he's constantly after God's heart. When he did something wrong, he repented of it. He realized that he was wrong, and he paid a, a, a terrible penalty for that. But he's after God's heart. He's after it. I want to be on the heels of my shepherd. So if you could repaint that picture, there would be the sheep in the pasture. And there would be this big commanding boulder. And the shepherd would be standing up on it. And there there would be me right behind it. I want his perspective. I want to be on the heels of my shepherd. That's where I want to sit, at the feet of my Lord. Like David, we will face hardships and we will enjoy triumph. This only emphasizes the truth of Psalm 23, that everything we are, everything we have, everything we need is found in the Lord. Our good shepherd provides for us, restores us, leads us, protects us, comforts us, and sustains us now and for eternity. 
as we dwell in his love and his care. We don't know what will happen. But like David, we can reflect and know we are in the care of the good shepherd. And that can give us peace as we move in to an unknown future. Regardless of the circumstances. There are a lot of people who are just stressed out right now. What's going to happen with coronavirus? Are, 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 my, are the schools going to close? My, my wife and I were talking about this. Are the schools going to close again? And we're going to have to do you know, distance learning from home every day again. That was tough last year. There's a little anxiety around that. You know, how, how it, you know, the election goes into litigation. How is this all going to pan out? I don't know. I don't know. And the answer is I don't know. Will the, will the economy be good? How will my 401k deal with the, the fluctuations? And, I, mean, I mean, all these things, right? Those are unknown entities. We can't know that. The one thing we can know is the one who is in control of all of this. And when we stay close to him and we let him look from a higher perspective and take care of us, focus on him, focus on the shepherd, not on what's outside the boundaries. Take, uh, trust him to take care of the lions and the tigers and the bears, oh my. Let him take care. Peace, brings comfort, it brings confidence, it brings freedom to your mind, your heart, and your soul. Because it's not just about this life. He is the one who curates eternity. That's the God we serve. Oh, I should say that. Let me rephrase that. That's my shepherd. I can't make that decision for you. I can't. I can't. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm that sheep that tests the fences. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, hmm, what's over there? Looks like greener grass over there. Little no, there's like a lion sitting right behind it. No lions doesn't look like. Grass is always greener, right? I can be that sheep sometimes. I'm sure some of you are as well. You test those boundaries. You, 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 you maybe even sometimes you get outside those boundaries and you, you feel, the, you feel the, the pain of that nipping at your heels. I'm saying today. I'm asking you a question today. And that's why the title has a question in it. The, t- the title is two words. My shepherd? Question mark. Is he Shepherd can, because if, if he's not, then this rest of this passage is going to be super, super frustrating for you. Because these promises are not for you. Because it starts out with the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. But if he's not your shepherd, you can't hold him to that. You get it? You get it? So I'm asking you that question. I'd like you to close your eyes. I'd like you to just... just we're not going to get weird on this. I just want you to med- just, just think about that for a second. Is he my shepherd or do I know of him as a shepherd? That's all. 
Do I know him as a shepherd? If he is your shepherd, the next few weeks are going to be absolutely exciting for you because you're going to see how the promises of Psalm 23 are yours to claim today. But I need you to know right up front here, is he your shepherd? And it's just a simple question. I would ask you to, to, to think about it very carefully. If you would like to make Jesus your shepherd, whereas he wasn't before, but you're saying, I get it, I get it now. The Holy Spirit's speaking to me, and I want the Lord to be my shepherd, not just a shepherd, not just a good teacher, not just a, a wise person, not just an historical figure, not just a you know, comforting thought pattern, like the force or something like that. But I want him to literally be my shepherd shepherd and you never made that commitment for in your life and today you want to do that i would just ask you to raise your hand just raise your hand right now if that if you want to make the lord your shepherd today and he's never done that before hallelujah praise the lord amen 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 hallelujah hallelujah i want to sing that song there's a new name written down in glory right yeah you know that's awesome. Close your eyes. If you're, a, if you're a, a fence tester and you found yourself outside of the boundaries that the shepherd has set for you and you want to get back in because you want these promises to be yours and you're seeing and you're feeling the anxiety of being outside of his provision, of his care, of his comfort, his protection. And you want to say, yeah, I've, I've wandered. I have. I've wandered. Hey, I'm a sheep. I've wandered. And you want to get back into a right relationship with your shepherd. If that's you today, just lift your hand. Just raise your hand today. That's you. That's you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I see your hand. Hallelujah. See your hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Pray with me today and we're going to go. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for being a good shepherd. And Lord, I'm, I'm so thankful for those who lifted their hands today that not only do they recognize that you are a good shepherd, but they've said, I want you to be my good shepherd. I'm accepting you as my Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. So we thank you for that, Jesus. We know that there's a new name written down in glory today. So exciting. The angels of heaven rejoice when one comes to faith in Jesus Christ. And for all of us fence testers, maybe I might just call them humans, peoples. God, get us right on your heels once again. Lift our perspective to new heights. Help us to keep our focus on the one who knows and not the things that we don't know, the things that we can't control. Help us to keep our focus on you. We ask this in the name of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless. Have an awesome week. And uh, next week's going to be awesome. So come back. You're going to enjoy these.